Yo, it's your boy Courtney Anderson, man, aka Big C, one half of the Lit Code with Edgar Jones, the podcast with the menu short and sweet. There's plenty for your mind to eat. Look, man, we back at y'all again with a brand new episode entitled Behind the Scenes, featuring Neville Superstar and Auburn University commitment, Mr. Nietzsche Sledge. Hey, man, Nietzsche comes to us and gives us a glimpse inside of his world, what makes him tick, what motivates him, and some of the things he's trying to accomplish, man. And then after he leaves, Egg and I will uh, kind of dive into the different pressures that these kids face today, man, with the advent of social media, that constant exposure they have, how things can go from nothing to everything overnight, man, and how we can kind of help them navigate through that instead of being so down on them <clears throat> when they don't make some of the right decisions. Man, you're in for a treat, and Nietzsche's a different breed. He's uh, he's a breath of fresh air, incredible player, but uh, even more so an incredible young man. So, man, we ask that y'all sit back, enjoy, evolve. This is a lit code. We'll see y'all later, man. Peace. Welcome to the Eat Cypher. Flow hotter than the hands on Peter Piper. And now we would like to introduce you to your rivals. It's like Ali and Tyson. The hook is with the liking. Show nothing, Mr. Bison. Maximus and Leonidas. You were in the booth with Titans. Goons, goblins, and Vikings. It ain't really nothing like us. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Lit Code. I'm Edgar Jones. I'm Courtney Anderson. Man, today is an exciting day. We're always looking forward to um, being able to get a chance to speak to you guys. We always appreciate y'all coming in and tune in and check us out. But today is an exciting day because we got a special, uh, special, special guest in the house. Um, I'm not going to introduce him. I'm going to let Courtney introduce him. Uh, let y'all get a chance to know who this who this young man is that's about to be on this platform speaking to us. So, Court, go ahead and take it away. Yeah, man. First of all, as always, thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for watching. Uh, we wouldn't be the lit code if we didn't have nobody watching us. So we appreciate y'all. Last few episodes doing doing well. Every once in a while, Edgar and I like to bring somebody on. Uh, and most of the time it's somebody we're familiar with. From our area, right from the Raven area, we've had Aja, we've had uh, uh, Rods of Timber, uh, but today we have someone from a very familiar family from our from our area, Sledge Wilson uh, Ellis. If you're from where we're from, you know those names. You know what comes with that. You know it's a talented family. Uh, but we have Auburn come uh, commit and. Never superstar, Mr. Nietzsche Sledge here today. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on. Hey, man, no problem. No problem. So glad you have you on, bro. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. This is something we like to we like to ask all of our guests, man. And it's it's not an open it's, it is an open-ended question, but <laughs> we like to ask everybody who are you? So so who is a Nietzsche Sledge? Um who am I? Um I'm a um, talented kid. Um, I come up from a little town that some people may not know about. Um, <laughs> it ain't much to do down there, but, uh, you know, I'm blessed to have the opportunity to go through the journey that I've been through, you know, coming up from Raven. It wasn't easy, but um, didn't have much coming up. But, you know, now God bless me with everything that I need and he continuing to bless me. So um, I'm a God-fearing kid. Um, I always pray to the man up above. Um, without him, I wouldn't have the stuff that I have today. Uh, I love to work out with children and inspire young kids. Uh, you know, 
teach them the stuff that I wouldn't talk, that I had to learn, you know, through my mother being raised by a single mother and my grandmother. Uh, you know, I tried to inspire the kids, stuff that was taught to me from other pro athletes that uh, came through Neville, played in Neville, now back coaching in Neville. So, you know, I try to, you know, teach them the things that they need to know when it's their time to come so they'll know what to do and what not to do. So that's kind of, that's, that's me. That's a good answer. It's a great answer, matter of fact. Yeah, uh, that's, good. <laughs> that's That's an answer that can't be coached. Uh, and one of the interviews that I, that I watched on you before, uh, some, as soon as I heard it on the interview, I called Elgin and I said, hey, man, you know, that Sledge kid, he got some uncoachable stuff going on with him, right? Uh, it was another interview, I'm paraphrasing, where you said you watched film from your sophomore year, I believe it was, and you told yourself every time I get beat, that somebody taking food off of our table. Uh, kind of expand on that. What is, tell us what you were feeling when you were watching that film and, and, and what you decided you had to do to get better. Uh, what I decided I had to do to get better was, you know, to push myself to the limit. You know, when my mind tells me to stop, you know, I can't stop. That's, that's, that's making me have a weak mind telling me that, you know, you can't do it. But, you know, me pushing myself to making myself pushing myself past the limit, telling myself I can do, you know, that just make, you know, makes you go even harder. You know, it makes makes you, you know, go past your limit. When you think you can't do it, don't give up. You know, you can do all things through Christ, through strengthening me, you know what I mean? So I just try to keep pushing myself. You know, every time I feel like I want to give up, I think about my family, what I've been through. And that's what motivates me to go harder. Yeah. Yeah. You got a uh sounds like you figured it out at a young age what some people don't figure out until later in life is that adversity is actually a good thing, right? So when you when you put yourself in a situation where you you have a, you can fail, right? You know, I can't, I can't fail. This is my limit here. I might fail at it. That pushes you to work even harder to win, right? So the, the uh, chance of failure is just as strong as the will to win, right? Or even stronger because you don't want to fail, so you're going to push yourself even harder. So, again, that's an uncoachable thing now. Your measurables, uh, <laughs> you being how, how tall are you, 6'2", 6'3"? 6'3 and a half. 6'3 and a half. What we looking at, 3'10", 3'20", somewhere in there? 3'15". 3'15". That's uncoachable, too. Uh, <laughs> but but I'm sure Edgar can tell you, just like I can tell you, we know a lot of people, a lot of kids who had that part, the measurables, but the heart on the inside of it, the motor that pushes it wasn't there. That's one thing I do see watching your highlight tapes, watching uh, week in and week out this year. I see a man playing with a motor. Uh, talk about how important that is, how important it is to outwork your opponent and then get yourself going to where that motor's pushing you during your, during your play on the field. Um, it's very, very important. You know, you can't come out there down yourself like, oh, this this dude may be um a rank higher guard than me, offensive guard than me, uh, you know, whoop on me. No, you gotta come out like knowing you finna whoop him, you finna run up and beat him all night, you know. And if you know, sometimes you have that time when you when you actually get beat, but that, that makes you go harder, like, oh, he just took food out of my people's mouth back to affirm what you were saying about in my old interview, you know. You beat me, you know I'm finna turn up on you harder now, now. Now I got to compete. Now I got to go harder. So that, that's, that, it, it makes you go even harder. Like, it's always good to come out 
highly motivated. Um, don't don't come out down yourself against nobody. Don't ever do that. Because when you line up against the man and you look up in his eyes, you know, you can see if he's scared or he can see if you're scared. You know what I mean? And that tells you a lot about yourself and, and that's going to tell him a lot about you. So, you know, never come out down yourself. Always look him in his eyes and give him a look. Let him know that you're going to beat on him all night. You're going to give it to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I let uh I let Elka jump in now because I know I know that answer just made his heart jump out his chest. So I let him in and uh <laughs> speak to you. No, nah, man, bit. I'm just uh no, nah, I'm just I'm I'm taking it in, man. Listen to him, dude, because you uh yeah. I mean me and you just spoke once before. Yeah, you know, sir. and uh, I remember when I spoke to you, I uh I chatted <laughs> with Courtney after that and I told Courtney just how uh respectful you was, man. You know what I'm saying? And you could you also could just tell how confident you was as well, you know, and that that mindset you got when you walk out in that field, really what you saying that at the end of the day is just you against you. Mm-hmm. It ain't no competition, that's it. It's just, it's me against me. Once I put that helmet on, that's what it's really all about. And even if I do get beat, and a lot of folks, you know, if you play sports, you, you'll recognize this, but really this is just in life in general, especially on that football field, because once you get beat, Man, you ain't got too much time to be sitting there still thinking about what happened to play before. Because before you know it, it's five, four, mm-hmm. three. The referee's blowing the whistle, swinging his arm, and the ball about to get snapped again. So just having that mindset that you have, man, and just really saying, yo, it's me against me. I applaud you for that. And to be at your age to be thinking like that, you know, because uh, I done played with some so – when I was playing, it was cats my age, man, in the league that even have that mindset that, I mean, I would walk out on the field, look them in the eye, you could tell they was defeated. You know, Mike Tyson called the, the art of skullduggery. You look a man in his eye, you already know it's it's over right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. So hey, um, at what age you start? I got two questions for you. What what age you really started getting into football? Um, and then, you know, when you what do you feel like is the biggest part of your game? Like your strongest part of your game? Yeah. The age I started beginning football was like around my sophomore year, me actually transferring to Neville. Um, you know, coming up out of Raver, all we had to do was just football and basketball. You know, that that's all we had down there. We didn't have all these movie theaters and stuff. This and that, you know, playing with those guys down there, you know, I was actually pretty good for my size at basketball, you know, playing with all those all time greats like Malik Wilson, uh Black Wilson, all of those guys coming up. Um, I was actually pretty good, and um, I transferred to Neville. Um, and uh, I talked to my head coach, my old head coach, and my new head coach. Um, I was like, "How about you come out and play football?" You know, what I mean, I'm I'm a big kid playing basketball. You know, and I mm-hmm. thought about it, and I said, "You know, basketball like my future. If basketball, if I want basketball to be my future, I got to shed down a couple of pounds. And, you know, what I mean, this and that, this and that. So, you know, I said, I thought smart. You know, most kids." Don't think about that. How about you go here and use your size and weight? You know, you get to put your hands and be physical. You know, put yeah. your hands on people so be physical. I'm about to go do that. I mean, when I first started, it wasn't easy. You know, I didn't even know how to line up in a three-point stand, you know, two-point stand. You know, move from here to here. Um, this is this and that position, and then it worked out. So I told myself, you know, you're going you're gonna to be that top-of-the-line defense alignment coming out of Never High School. I mean, that's what Neville is known for producing defensive linemen, you know, and I'm thankful I had the coaches and teammates that I have with Neville. You know, they pushed me to be the best I can be. And my coach said, before I leave out of Neville High School, he's going to make sure I'm the man I am today. And uh, that kind of helped hold me into the person I am today, you know, having a great family behind me. 
I'm having a great coaching staff. Um, you know, they, they, they're just kind of pushing me the best I can. They all just kind of, you know, played a huge role to push me to be the best I can be. Um, what was the other question? Yeah, yeah. What's the, uh, <clears throat> what did you say is the strongest part of your game? Because I even know you didn't start playing until your sophomore year. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, you didn't start <clears throat> playing until your sophomore year. So you still fairly new to this game and all yeah. the developing and growing you will continue to do, man. Yeah, but uh, what's the strongest part of your game, you would say? Uh, the strongest part of my game, i say, is I'm, I'm a run stop. I mean, that's all I know. You know, run stop, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, my work on pass rush a lot, you know, I watch Aaron Donald on pass rush, and, uh, you know, that kind of helped a lot, too, me seeing him pass rush and stuff, me actually learning the techniques of pass rush, you know, have my defensive line coach um, work with me on pass rush. And Courtney Wallace played at L.A. Tech, uh, played for the uh, – New England Patriots came back to coach us, you know, teaching us the things that we need to know to get to the next level from college to the NFL. Uh, and, you know, after he finished, you know, helping me with my pass game, me and the other guys, you know, them to work on flipping our hits in the corner steps, me and me going to watch Aaron Donald, um, watch him, how he passes, how he flips his head, how he turns his shoulders, bends a certain way. You know, they kind of helped a lot too, but. The strongest thing I feel about my game is I'm a complete world stop. I mean, I love them stop run. I mean, when you step on that field as a defense lineman, that's the main thing you got to stop first. Yeah. Then stop the run. Then you switch to the pass rush when it's third and uh, third and long, however how many yards it is. You know what I mean? You know, when it's time to pass rush, that's when you go to your key move. Like, yeah, I know I'm going to whoop him, you know? Yeah. yeah. When you came in, so your sophomore year, you pretty much came in and started playing. What was the toughest part of the transition? Because you went from hooping all the time. Because really, at the end of the day, basketball still made you an athlete, though. Mm -hmm. That's the cool thing about hooping. When you get on football, <clears throat> you're still an athlete. You know, you just take it from the basketball court to the football field. But talk about what that, uh, like, what was the challenging part when you started, you know, get on that football field when you first started to get on? I would say the challenging part was learning how to just, uh, you know, just being a great teammate, uh, a coachable player and all that. Because, you know, as a kid, we're young and, uh, you know, we think about self, you know, we thinking about trying to help ourselves. Sometimes you got to put that aside and think about we instead of me, you know what I mean? Um, that helped. But, um, that, that was kind of hard for me, uh, becoming a great teammate. But, uh, I mean, you had our ups and downs. But, you know, now I can uh, count on those guys and those guys can count on me. You know, um, like I said, just having a great coaching staff that molded that into me until I got it right. Uh, I'll say what what else, you know, was kind of hard for me was, you know, just learning, like, just learning. Like yeah. like I said, I just started three years ago. Um, they, were, they, were, they were just kind of hard for me to learn, like plays and stuff like that, like how to how to line up here, how to attack here, you know what I mean? But Sometimes you just got to, if you want to be the best at your position, you got to outwork the best and you got to push yourself to be the best. You know what I mean? So, and I just, and, you know, I was going through stuff my sophomore year. You know, we didn't have, like I said, we didn't have much, but, you know, every time I felt like I wanted to quit or give up, I just thought about my family and why I'm out, why, why I'm out there on the field. You know, it's the reason why I'm here. I ain't yeah. coming here to BS around and stuff. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Man, talk about it. I saw your uh your photo when uh you ended up signing. I saw there was a uh, special special lady in the background. <laughs> Talk about your mom and her impact in your life, man. You know. Oh, uh, she has had a tremendous impact in my life. Um, you know, 
seeing what she did, like like I said, coming up from Baylor, you know, she was the top of the line, basketball player back then, had colleges and stuff too. But, you know, uh, my mother is a great woman, you know. Sometimes you got to take sacrifices and sacrifice for your family, man. That some, some parents don't do that for their children, you know. They think about themselves and uh, – you know what I mean? The children come first. Uh, my mother is a great, great woman. Uh, she'll do anything to make sure me and my little brother, you know, get to where we need to go to succeed, you know. Um, the type of woman my mother is, if a bill got to be paid and something else that we really need to do, she's going to sacrifice not paying that bill to see us smiling to be great. Um, it, it, you know, she it was hard raising two boys, but she, she did it. But, you know, it was actually helping her too. From here and there for my grandmother. Uh, like I said, the coaches I have at Melville, you know, they played a huge role too. Um, you know, I'm blessed to have her as a mother because, you know, nowadays I see some people with their children, like, it's crazy. Like, these, like, they don't take care of their children. You know, they think about themselves. They think about partying and clubbing. And, you know, don't get me wrong. My, my mother ain't perfect. You know, she's partying and club too. But, some, but she, you know, she realized that she has, a, she has a great son that's coming up. She has two great sons that's coming up. She put that part in and stuff aside and became the mother that she needed to be, you know, being a great woman. And, you know, I, I thank that lady every day for that. Um, and I really do appreciate her, you know, whether she know it or not. I really, really do appreciate her because I wouldn't be here today without the help from her teaching me right from wrong and what she'd have been through and learning from her, you know. That's big, man, because you can tell how much uh, <clears throat> she'd had a big impact in your life. You know, you could tell the chance I had a chance to, to chat with her. Uh, I think that was before. Me and you end up having a phone call. You could just tell just the the sincere side of her caring for a child. You know what I'm saying? And you're right. There's a lot of parents that just put themselves before their kids. So mm -hmm. um, I definitely can see that bond that you have, you know, with your mama. So, Court, you, know, Court, you had a question, right? I, I don't really have questions. I, I can say, uh, just speaking on behalf of his family, I know, I know Miss Patricia. Uh, we're actually cousins, our, our, our mother, my mother and your grandmother cousins. I know Nene, I went to school with Tornado Bell. Edgar mentored uh, LB and, and uh, Pierre and yeah, it ain't no Kool-Aid pumping through your blood. We'll, we'll say that uh, <laughs> from, the, from the name to you being a, a trench monster. That's what I like to call it. I play in the trenches. Uh, what's pumping through your heart is Everything you're going to get, the position you playing, the the intensity you have, is backed by your bloodline. So you got everything you need. You got the you got the uncoachable stuff. But the main thing is your mindset, man. Uh, whether football works out or not, because uh, Edgar Edgar can tell you even if it does, Edgar had a seven year career, and then what? Right, that mindset mm -hmm. after your career is gonna be what carries you, what what helps you to sustain your way of life. That's gonna be what the other people behind you gravitate towards. So that mindset you have, you you like to take on adversity. Uh, you thinking, you you saying, well, if, if this guy beats me, it's taking food off my family's plate. That mindset, that uncoachable thing, that's gonna be what carries you to whatever you want out of life. It's football, it's 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 about that much time in your in your life. If you if we hope to live to be 70, 80 years old, even if you have a 10 year career, if you add up the percentages, that ain't that much, right? Your one thing mm -hmm. I'm telling you now, it ain't it ain't that you a great football player, it's that you have a great mindset, right? You're inspiring people. You, you're gonna get off of this right now and go work out with some younger kids, right? Mm -hmm. 
that's behind the scenes stuff that nobody sees. That's uh, when you see a movie, you, have, you went to the movies and after the movie's over, you see this long list of names and credits, right? These credits roll and this letting you know everybody that did something behind the scenes. That movie can't be what you saw without those people or without that work that was put in behind the scenes. You putting in that work, uh, I me, mean, I didn't know you just started, but you putting in that work, right? Behind the scenes, what people gonna see on their field and then what they just gonna see in life. So I know you're gonna go on and do great things just because you got a great mindset already. And trust me, some of us don't get that till we 30 years old, right? You got it at, at 18, 19 years old, you, you ahead of the curve. Uh, so I don't have to tell you that, you know, when you get to Auburn, it's gonna be hard. It, it might be hard at first, you're gonna reach some hard times because you already understand that it's gonna be there. You already been through it. When you come from Raven, right? <laughs> a lot of people get scared of other opportunities out there. And I have to remind people, hey man, we from Raven, Louisiana. You beat that, right? <laughs> you beat anything. It ain't nothing else out there in front of you that's that's harder than that, right? You are from right. where you're from, embrace it. Your bloodline is what it is, embrace it. Uh, it's gonna help you, I'm, I'm proud of you. Uh, Keep that mindset about your mama, man. That's your biggest fan. I can tell you that if you don't know it yourself. That's your biggest fan. Your, your mother is. She's proud of you. Keep making her proud. And you got a little brother coming behind you. Just keep in mind when you get out there, uh, it's all kind of stuff going to come your way, man. You know what I'm talking right. about. It's all kind of stuff going to come your way. Keep in mind that everything you do, forget if everybody else watching, he going to be watching it. Some of the steps mm -hmm. you take, he gonna be watching it. Edgar got a little brother now that's about to come through the same path, right? He's sitting, he, he probably up there with Edgar right now, but he's he's following his footsteps, right? So just know mm -hmm. you got somebody attached to you that's following you, man. And uh, keep doing what you're doing, bro. That's all I really got to say to you. Keep doing what you're doing. You're gonna be all right in anything, mm -hmm. in anything. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh... Honest, bro. It was um, a pleasure to get a chance to chat with you and have you come on. Man, I, I'll say this, you know, and I, I know, you know, by different views as on everybody has their own from beliefs, man. That the biggest thing that I that I applaud you with, man, is your mindset is definitely right. But I, I the, the part that you acknowledge, you know, God doing things for you in your life, man, is extremely important as well, man. You know what I'm saying? You could tell that's your foundation. Um, and I tell you what, bro, I done searched high, I done searched low, I done searched through mountains and I done searched through valleys. I done went to this club in this place and thought and thought and thought this thing was gonna fulfill me or this thing was gonna fulfill me. But my relationship with Christ, there's been nothing that's given me a better peace than that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So seeing you do that, dude, at a young age is huge. Um, and man, I, I you know, I always look at life like this because Courtney just brought up my my brother and me. And him talk a lot about this now. You know, you always just try to give life lessons to people that's around you, you know, like you got a younger brother, younger sister, a younger homie, whoever, just try to give them advice. And I think about the advice that was given to me when I got ready to go to college. And then when I got ready to go to the league, uh, when you get to school, man, just, you know, sit back and watch and observe, bro. Yeah, You'd have been around enough that you didn't seem real and you didn't seem fake, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And, and Raven and Neville and Monroe, you, you learn a lot. And pe people that's not from the towns, they don't understand it, but you learn a lot at a young age. So you've been able to navigate and see through who's real, who's the fake or whatever. My, my point with that is when you get into the locker room, man, sit back and watch and observe a little bit. 
And over time, find your older cat that can take you underneath your wing. You know what I'm saying? To kind of mentor you and continue to pour into you. Because you already really got that. You got that with your coaching staff at Neville. Then you got your mama, you got your family. But also having the importance of having somebody in that locker room that's kind of like a big brother to you. You know, just give you game or some of the stuff you just didn't think about or don't know about. Um, and then the other thing I would say, man, just continue to be you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, everything that's got you to this point will continue to get you to the next point. Yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, don't don't try to don't don't you original, bro. Don't die being a carbon copy. You know what I'm saying? A carbon copy is just a, a it's a, a trying to be something else. And I could tell you won't, man, but just continue to stick to who you are, yeah, what sure. you know, um, and having that cat and finding that person in the locker room that coach that can really take you underneath their wing, man, and continue to just keep working, bro, because the sky's the limit. I had no idea you start playing your sophomore year. And a lot of times yeah, you hear stories about cats that go to the league and they be like, man, he started playing football his junior year. <laughs> Golly. Yeah. You know, so uh, I salute you, bro, for real. Definitely keep you uh, in my prayers, man. And um, just looking forward to you know, this next chapter in your life, man. You know, this next chapter yes, in your Lord. life. And if you ever got any questions and need any advice, I ain't nothing but a phone call, a message away, whatever I can yes, help Lord. you out with, man. And me, me, you, Courtney, uh, all of it, man. So I salute you, dude. And thank you for so much for coming on, too. No problem. And I really do appreciate y'all having me on. No problem, man. No Don't worry about being, uh, Edgar said one thing, <clears throat> and I'll leave you with that. Uh, don't die a carbon copy. Don't worry about being the next nothing, man. You the first of Nietzsche. You ain't the next. You yeah. Edgar Jones or whoever came through Neville, right? Edgar went the undrafted route the long way. You got an opportunity to go. I mean, you going to Auburn as a DT, right? That's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everything about you say Auburn DT. We just, we talked about that too. Yeah. So you got a chance to be the first of Nietzsche. Be, just be that. That's all you got to do, man. And like he said, you yeah, got bro. my number. Got his, we'll phone call away. Uh, for whatever you need from us, we don't need nothing from you. We won't be, you're gonna meet a lot of leeches along your way. That ain't what this is. You need anything for us, from us ever. I don't care what it is. Just holler. We'll help you the best we can, man. Thank you again. Yes, we appreciate man. you. Go help them kids, man. Keep going what you're doing. I got you. All right. Yes, sir. Thank y'all. Appreciate right, you, no bro. No problem. Yeah, man, so that was Mr. Nietzsche Sled. So I'm gonna tell y'all something, man. You don't meet uh, many kids that age uh, with those kind of core like values. That, yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. You don't catch that often. Uh, I can't even say, I've always been called the old head, the old soul. Uh, I don't even know if I had all those core values. I, even if I did, I didn't have the type of pressure on me that he has, right? Uh, in his family, in his area to be who he is and what he is and highly touted that way, where everybody's looking and expecting something from him. I didn't really have that to worry about. So for him to have that and be so humble in it, and he's actually, you know, we used to go for an hour, hour 30, where he's he's got a group of younger kids that, that uh, are interested in working out with him. So that's what he's going to do now that he got off with us. He's about to go work out some younger kids. He ain't at Auburn yet, y'all. <laughs> graduation day ain't reached yet. He already doing that. Uh, 
So you can just imagine as he as he continues to ascend, uh, the kind of stuff he's gonna do for the community, for never rave or wherever. Uh, you just don't find them too often, right? Uh, and and uh, God puts stuff on people with big shoulders. That's a big pair of shoulders, though. Big, <laughs> both of these, especially at, at 18 years old, 6'3", 315, and he ain't, he ain't fat nowhere either. It's, it's all there. With that heart, that mindset, and that motor pushing it, <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be here to tell, man. So just excited to watch him continue to blossom. Uh, excited to be able to share him with y'all. Thank y'all for, uh, giving us a platform to do so. Mr. John. No, nah, man, he's uh, just a humble kid, man. Um, yeah. You know, we live in a, we're in a time and era now where you're starting to see, you know, young young kids get a lot more exposure than they ever have, uh, yeah. just because of the simple device, the cell phone, yeah. you know, social media and YouTube and all the other different platforms that we all have access to. Uh, you starting to see, I actually was, before we start recording, I was looking at a TV show. Uh, remember when they had, I mean, they still actually had a TV show like Love and Hip Hop and they have all the reality shows of all these mm -hmm. different, you know, artists or movie stars or uh, maybe athletes. But now they got a TV show called Influencers. Mm -hmm. It's basically a, a, a TV show of all, I guess I'm, I'm assuming when I hear Influencers, it's social no different from social media influence. Mm -hmm. So it's a bunch of young kids, man. And you know, you think about um, the type of um, um, spotlight younger adults are starting to get put in at such an early age and the wealth they're, they're being able to obtain, you know, due to social media sponsorship. And you're looking at these athletes now at a young age that's getting sponsorships and, um, it's a lot of weight on a lot of these youngsters' shoulders, man. So my point with that is, you know, a lot of times you talk to some of these youngsters I have, and man, they they flying high. They, <laughs> they yeah. can't be knocked off. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, I ain't knocking because I think at some point in time in my life, I'd have been like that. I know I have, mm -hmm. you know, but just to hear him um, that uh, humble for what he's getting ready to walk into. Um, and opportunities he's getting ready to walk into, um, the family dynamic that he's getting ready to change to be able to go to a big school like Auburn and play football there, man, to get a scholarship there, that's huge. I mean, that really starts to set the set the um, the foundation, you know, and set it the road for all his his younger excuse me his younger brother coming on down the road, his cousins. His other cousins, you know, so it's this huge and the footsteps this man is getting ready to step into. So I salute him. You could definitely tell, um, you know, for a kid to be like that, you definitely had to have some good upbringing, man. Some people that's really poured it to you and and kept you in check and kept you in line. So um, you could definitely tell his mama, his grandma, and other family members that's poured into him, uh, coaches, et cetera. You can tell there's been a lot of big people that's been into his life, man, that's um, really kept him in line and just, just poured it to him. So um, I'm looking forward to, to, to seeing what he does. Uh, I definitely, I usually don't watch too much sports, but this year I'll be watching Auburn. 
I'll be yeah. checking them out now. I'll be checking them out. I don't watch too much football, man, but I'm gonna I'm check them out, you know? So, uh, yeah, man, but for kids, you know, getting, man, you know, I think that's one thing, dude, a lot of kids getting exposed at such a young age, man, and some adults can't deal with that. So a child's mind that still ain't fully developed yet, the pressure that they get, you know, so it's, it's easy to see how kids start to, to deal with, you know, depression, anxiety, man, more than they ever have, you yep. know, due to that, that device, man, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, man, we, we had that conversation the other day, right, when I was driving to work. Uh, I'll tell y'all a secret, sometimes when this guy and I speak on the phone, we wish we had a microphone to bring y'all in on the conversation because yeah, for real. I mean, we go through, we go through a lot of different now. We'd have to, uh, we probably had to bleep out a lot, a lot of words. Cause it's, it's a little looser, right? We don't have to worry about kids and all that stuff, but or our elders that may be listening, but, uh, we were talking about, uh, some of these kids basically NBA, NFL, whatever, uh, influencers, all of a sudden go from having nothing to a bunch right now. and then we we uh mentioned in the bible how it says he who he was faithful over a few things become master many uh where they they skip that part right they, they never get to be faithful over the few things and before you know it boom they got everything and then us as, as elders we looking at them because they on tv and they making so much money you automatically think they older Right. Uh, rest in peace to Marius Thomas. He was a, he was a big time receiver from Denver, right. For the, for the Broncos. And he died at 33. When I saw the age pop across the screen, I'm like, Marius Thomas gotta be older than 33, but not, you just see him on TV in front of, in front of your eyes, in front of the world's eyes, you get to see him grow up right on the field. And they, they big, big people. And they seem larger than life because they're making this money and all that, but they never, you got to realize how much pressure it is to go from nothing to something or not just something, nothing to everything almost overnight. Right. And then you, we expect them to just manage that. Right. Uh, it's easy to get, to get the big head. Right. It's easy to, I mean, all of a sudden I got this and everybody looking at me and I got all these lights and everybody love me. We talk about those endorphins that go off when you see a like on the post and it's your post. So it's easy to let your head swell up, right? Uh, we can tell with this kid, cause, cause trust me, he's been getting a lot of notoriety and, and uh, a lot of airtime for the last couple of years, right? Uh, for him to, to respond and talk the way he talks. And every time he texts me, yes, sir. Uh, just that alone, right? That's what you get come from where we're from anyway, though. Even the kids that uh, end up quote unquote, being troubled kids, right? Or used to get in trouble. You'll still get a yes, sir, no, sir, out of them. They're gonna respect you. They're gonna respect the elder from jump first. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's that's just part of it. Now, not all of them do now, but the way we were raised, I don't care if you're the baddest one, the baddest cat we can name from my school, an adult come over, yes, ma'am, no, sir, pull their pants up. You know what I'm saying? They're they gonna try to be respectful. So you can tell he's been raised on that old guard, right? That old law. And it was like I said, I know Miss Patricia. I know how she raised her daughters. So I know, you know what I'm saying, how he's been, how he's been raised as well. Uh, it goes a long way, man. And if y'all can't tell by 
just sitting there looking at him, looking at him respond and, and talk freely. Uh, he was raised on that, man. That's going to take him a long way. That and that mindset together with the other stuff that you just can't, everybody just don't get to walk around six, three and a half, <laughs> 315 either. But when you got all that combined, it's a hell of an equation there, buddy. Uh, so I'll definitely be tuned in to Auburn too, uh, just to see what he's doing. No different than I tune in to Texas Tech now, Malik Wilson playing there. Uh, no different than I t- tuned in to, uh, to uh, Arkansas, with JW playing there. Uh, uh, the other kid, Fred, that plays for Northwestern from Ray, like him and JW played against each other a couple of times. All the kids out there, man, that's doing, that's doing great things, man. We're proud of y'all, right? Be from where we're from. For you to get up off your tail and go hard and put the work in that we know it takes for you to be on any college, collegiate level or then, and then pro level, we understand that that takes an extreme amount of work that everybody ain't going to see. Right. We like, we like Egg and I like the uh, sitcom Yellowstone. Right. I don't know if you remember <clears throat> Egg when they first sent uh, the one that was trying to be a cowboy when they sent him to the four sixes. And the old man, the old cowboys were oh, talking yeah. and he told them some of the best cowboy I ever done was out here in the middle of the field and ain't nobody see it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so we know that it takes a bunch of behind the scenes stuff. Bunch of work behind the scenes. You don't get glory for that because ain't nobody watching, right? You do get glory for yourself though, you versus you. Uh, we know what that takes. We know anything in life outside of sports. We ain't just talking about sports, but life itself. It's gonna take a bunch of behind the scenes work. And everybody gonna look at you like, hey man, he got it made, man. He make it look easy. It ain't, right? So for you kids out there that's just conquering, whatever you conquering, man, if it's if it's college. Just getting a degree, it's football, if it's opening a new business, shout out to Jocelyn. Uh, whatever you're doing, shout out to my to my my daughter, Gabby. Uh, whatever it is you're doing out there, man, and you're doing it for self, we know it takes some work that ain't nobody gonna see. And we encourage y'all to keep doing it, keep fighting hard, keep pushing, keep making it happen, man. And uh these two old gents right here, I always be behind your chin, you on in the stand. Even when you're down, we'll still be there. If you come over and ask us how you're doing, though, if you ain't playing too well, we'll tell you that too. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, we're proud of y'all, man. Jay, uh, so many names. Uh, uh, Pooh, coaching and Ray. Antoine, coaching and Ray. Everybody, man, we, we're proud of y'all because it takes whether people like you or not or, or whether they think you good or not, it takes a lot to not be a spectator, right? It's easy to be a spectator. You just understand cheering somebody else who actually doing something. Hard to be the one doing. So we applaud y'all for that, man. No, nah, man, it's hard, man. It's hard. I mean, because at the end of the day, right, like for a lot of these things that people we, we brought up and maybe some people we've forgotten that we didn't bring up, you know, the thing when you're inspiring to do something, man, or to build something or, or, or go off to do something that probably ain't a lot of people did, or maybe some people telling you you shouldn't do it. The toughest thing you have to deal with is yourself. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just, cause I mean, truly at the end of the day, you spend the most time with yourself. So it's like, you know, 
even if I get a couple people that say, man, you probably shouldn't go off or do that a girl, you shouldn't go start off this business. Now, when you hear that, you can choose to, to, to adopt that, that, that and what they said to you and hold on to it, or you can just, you know, take it for what it is, continue to move on. But, you know, it's the day in and day outs of constantly putting the things into motion that people don't see. And the thing about it is like, you gotta be honest with yourself. Back to the on the TV show, Yellowstone, when he said, man, some of the best cowboy and I done did was out here by myself. I I've, I vividly can relate to that, relate to that so many times. And this is that comment that he made. Last week I was in a garage working out and uh, my morning time is my time to kind of take some time out for myself. And man, I was going through a very difficult workout. I'm talking about, I was real bad way in all my life in this workout and I was by myself. Yeah. Nobody, <laughs> nobody around, <laughs> nobody to spot me, dude. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm gonna tell you, man, for about seven and a half, it was longer than that. It was longer than seven and a half seconds. Man, I just wanted to quit, bro. And I honestly, when I sit there and I thought about it, I'm like, who the hell gonna know? Like who actually gonna know if I quit right now and I decide to end this workout right now and just take my butt in the house, shower up and go throughout my day. Somebody's like, hey, how you work out with us today? My wife asked me a question, I'm like, oh, it was good. But I, you know, I, what I did is I paused for a second and I took a little bit more time than I needed to. But the way I talked to myself was, was damn sure some words I ain't for to use right now, but I told myself, man, you need to finish this, man. Like you really need to finish this. And the reason why that thought came across is because I, I looked at it like this. If I didn't finish it, if I didn't finish it, right? What I really had did is that I started to create a habit of not finishing stuff. So it was just gonna trickle down into other things maybe in life, right? That that I probably wouldn't think all oh, it would happen there, but I maybe start, you know, half butt doing certain other things, man. So um, it's like those little moments right there, man. People ain't around you all by yourself. You think nobody gonna, gonna see it and you know nobody ain't gonna see it. You just actually finishing what you're doing and taking care of business and being honest with yourself. You know what I'm saying? And that's what time allows you to do. That's what time and that's what silence allows you to do. Be very honest with yourself. You can fool everybody, but you can't fool yourself. You know at the heart of it, like what you actually did and what you said. And, and as, at times I've tried to fool myself with that crap. And knowing the back of my head that I'm lying. I know I'm lying. Then I gotta live with that, that shame and that guilt of me lying. And hell, shame and guilt and comparison of, of man, it will, will, will ruin your joy, bro. For real, you know what I'm saying? Of doing all those things. So. Um, I don't even know where I was going with that, but <laughs> just uh, the the importance of um, just taking care of business, man, and 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 working your butt off. Um, and I also what I like what I also like about what Anichi said as well, man, is that uh, he talked about man, this is crazy too for a kid his age to talk about. It's bigger than me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I gotta take care of business, but I got my teammates around, I got people around me, like it's bigger than me. So I can't, I think he said something along the lines of just, I can't be selfish, you know? And it's, uh, 
absolutely right. At the end of the day, you're supposed to take care of yourself and take care of business, but um, there is the importance of being able to have community and have people that 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 you can also be able to take care of and you can also be able to help them accomplish something, help them to be able to do something. You know what I'm saying? Um, Cause I think too many times in life we've seen history where people have built statues all around themselves. And then when that person leaves then that statue is just there, they built everything solely around them. And if you really want to tell the big influence that you have, just, just pull back for a second. You got your group of people that you mentor and you working with right now, pull back from a second. You know where I'm going with this court. Just pull back from a second and see if everything evolves around you. Because if you're running with some people, man, your friends or your loved ones or, Y'all doing something with each other in the business and you start to, to pull back for them a second, just see how everything operates when you pull back. And if it ain't operating well, then that should tell you that you built everything around you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and things should be built to pass it back down. I mean, to pass it back down to somebody, give it back to somebody, to help somebody out. And I just applaud him for having that mindset of, you know, yeah, I got to take care of business, but it's also um some other people in my life uh some teammates and family members that is is it's about them as well you know what i'm saying yeah i think the main thing is <clears throat> anisha has a full heart and it's overflowing right uh he 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 knows that in times it's all on him so in those times he is selfish when he when he's working out when he's getting in that mindset hey the man across me can't beat me those are just selfish times. And he's realizing that he needs to build a fountain instead of a statue, right? You see, the, the fountains overflow. It's always water coming from that fountain, right? And then from there, it's overflowing. But it's always flowing. And then everybody else around you can drink from the fountain. They can't really do nothing with that statue Egg was talking about. But if you build a fountain, they can. Because now, you're giving out an overflow. Now, you're actually showing instead of just managing. That's what Egg was getting at. If you if you lead all the people around you, if you step back, it should be able to flow because you showed them what it is, right? You just tell them, hey, this is how you got to do this. This is how you got to do that. Nietzsche ain't telling this little brother that he's showing them, right? So in that case, he being, he being a fountain. It's all coming from, from overflow, right? Uh, I just think... Uh, he going to do great things, man. Like I said, like I told him, uh, all this stuff we talk about, we use sports as a segue, but it's more about life, right? The, the moments Edgar talked about when he was in there working out, Edgar, workout warrior. He in better shape than a bunch of people run, walking around. Even he wanted to quit, right, on himself. Quit, nobody looked, quit. Well, quit. I was Give ready to walk out. <clears throat> That's why we do the lit code. Because you look at Edgar, you, if you've seen him, it's a man of, of great stature. He played in the league for seven years. He ran a half marathon. He did all this, these things. So let's take a cat that ain't in the best shape, me, right? And, and I'm in there working out, and I'm like, damn, man, why I keep wanting to quit? Something wrong with me. That man over there just told you. <laughs> Looking at him, the way he looks, the minute workouts he done, he wanted to quit. We let you know it's normal. What you do in that moment, though, is what's going to define you. It's like taking a needle and injecting yourself with something. If you keep going, 
you injected yourself with a, vi a good virus, right? That tells you I'm gonna keep going in everything I do when I want to quit it. But if you quit, like he said, you're creating a habit where you're infecting yourself with that darkness. And I'm gonna tell you something about darkness. It take over way quicker than light do. Way quicker. It will <laughs> it will invade and it get you to a point to where you think you'll never be able to get back up from it. Slowly, you might think, oh, I'll just quit this workout, but I'm gonna do extra tomorrow. Well, guess what your body liked that day was the fact you quit and gave it a break. So tomorrow, you don't even have to be as hard as it was yesterday. You quit again. Then you quit again. Before you know it, you ain't even going out there to work out no more. Your equipment collecting dust. You don't know when the last time you swiped your fiber at any time fitness or, or planet fitness or wherever you go to. You ain't touch nothing. Now you created a habit. And the thing is, part of you gonna still want to get in shape or be in shape. You know, look in the mirror one day, and you're going to say, damn, man, I, I got out of practice. Older you get, the harder it is to get back in shape. So now you just made your journey that much harder, right? Now you got to start over. And it's going to be that much harder to say, I ain't going to quit because it's going to be harder. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you put yourself in that position, right? When you started that one day, you quit that one time. That's all it really takes. So be very deliberate about taking care of yourself. Becoming a fountain, picking yourself up when you're down, and fighting that other you. I know we sound like we're repeating this over and over and over again. We talk about self so much, and, and you versus you so much, and defeating yourself so much. Because like the blues singer say, in the wee wee hours of the night, that's all you got. <laughs> it's going to be you and you. That's it. You can't run from it. You can't fool it. You can't trick it. To your until your dying hour and after, if, if I'm going by my belief, I believe we are energies and spirits, still gonna be you and you, right? Not in a physical form, but mentally, that's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ain't no getting away from that. So that's why we preach it so much, because ultimately what you do and what you don't do gonna be based on that. Did I did I defeat me? Right. I said I wanted to start this business. Did I see it through when it got hard? Everything in life gonna get hard. Easy can't exist without difficulty. So it's gonna be there, right? It's what you do to get through it. And the most amazing thing about all that is, Delga, much you felt like quitting, by the time you got to the end of that workout, when you find us on then, you kind of forgot all about that quitting moment. That's that's the beautiful thing about it. No, right? I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. So you wanted to quit the whole way through? <laughs> I wanted to quit. <laughs> hey, man. You, <laughs> hey, if there's anybody else that knows me, this is man here. I saw my mama and this man right here. Yeah, I want to quit the whole time. I okay. want to quit. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to quit the whole time. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> And I Sometimes. purposely took, I purposely <laughs> had the caffeine, I had the energy drink, I had all that, man. From the moment I laced my shoes up, yeah. I was just like, man, why am I doing this? <laughs> you know, but like, you know, I'm sorry if I interrupted, but when I got in that moment, like I really, like when I really, really was like, bro, you don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. Like for a long period of time, bro, for the rest, for really for the remainder of that workout, which it only was like another 15 minutes left. Mm -hmm. It just, it felt like it got me wanting to quit 
that 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 desire to quit just kept getting worse and worse. Like it was like, hey man, come on. When I when I got finished, that was a reward inside of it. I guess you know what I'm saying. And honestly, quite frankly, what I would say is, it wasn't even one of my best workouts when I really look back on it, because I usually track my workouts through my cell phone, and really it goes through my watch, and the data goes on my cell phone. Um, so I look back on that workout. I looked at a comparison from Friday um, and Wednesday's workout and Monday's workout, because now I work I work out three days a week. Try to do three days a week. Um, but I looked back on it and it wasn't, it wasn't the most difficult workout, bro. But the thing that, the thing that I, I, I felt like, even though it wasn't the, the most best performance, I think in a while it's been my best as far as my mental tapping into something else. Fulfilling. Yeah. Cause, cause you know what I'm saying? Cause for that long period of time, it was real like, bro, you can go, you really can't eat. You ain't gotta do no, like what you, what you need to do this for? Like, and it was some very reasonable reasons on why I don't have to do this. Yeah. But it's like, I taught myself to, to win in that negotiating that was going on between myself. And then two, just uh, practicing the repetition of finishing, man. That was really, really what it was. Just making sure you finish stuff, man. You know, finish stuff. Somebody asked me the other day, what your new year's resolution is. And I don't have any other than finish what I didn't finish last year. Um. And then once I finished the things that I, cause there's been some things I did not finish in 2021 that I need to, I got it on my do list, my to-do list right now on my phone. I need to finish it going to this week, these next upcoming weeks. But I just don't feel like for me, it's right to keep adding stuff on my list to do when my plate, I ain't even ate the, um, don't give me the dessert if I ain't finished the entree. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me finish this. Let me finish this entree, my main meal, then I can get to that dessert, you know. Uh so just, you know, for me, it's just like, dude, just finish what you said you was gonna finish in 2021. Um, and yeah. I think sometimes we can easily do that. We we wanna keep adding, putting things, say I wanna do this, I wanna do that, I wanna do this, and this and this. Nothing wrong with those things at all. But I, I guarantee if all of us can look back on some things right now in our life, we can look at some things we didn't finish that we need to finish, you know what I'm saying? They really need to finish. Well, that's, that's finishing something you started up. Sometimes it ain't always about what you finish and you start up. Maybe it's go and finish a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Go go say something to somebody that you need to go tell them just to get it off your chest. You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying go out there and go slap nobody. I ain't condone nothing of that, but just, you know, if you got some, you know, something that's been bothering you for a little while, you just want to go tell somebody about how they made you feel, you know? That ain't finished. It ain't finished because it's still sticking with you. So it can look different every for every single person, man. So sound like sounds a lot like uh our kryptonite episode. So sounds like yeah. that, that urge to quit start growing more because you was choking them out. <laughs> we all know right before something dies, you catch a wild animal, you shoot a deer, hit a deal with a car, might run another 50 yard, adrenaline pumping, I'm about to die, I need to do something to live. That's why I was growing, right? Because well, eventually, what the point I was trying to make is eventually, you'll get in the habit of beating it, and that's what it's all about anyway. Uh, and it's it's gonna happen minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. You're gonna constantly have to defeat yourself, right? And somebody needs to say it. Sometimes 
you're going to get beat, right? <laughs> it's it's about, are you going to let it keep beating you or are you going to take the attitude? He had like, nah, you can beat me. Now I got to come harder. Got to come harder every time. That's going to be in work. That's going to be in, in if you get married and marriage, relationships, friendships, it's going to come a time where, you know, you're going to have to really go hard and really fight yourself to stay in it or to, to uh, conquer it, right? That's just what it's about. Like I said, sometimes you gotta go clean up old relationships. Sometimes it's uh it's saving money, like you said, you was gonna save it. be anything, diet, yeah. habits, drinking, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Uh uh turning that phone off, fasting on anything. Some people think fasting just got to do with eating. Uh that ain't that ain't what it's about, right? It's about being able to do without anything that maybe a hindrance or or, yeah. or something that you just got to see if you can get get along with that. So, yeah, uh, fashion, man. <coughs> fashion, man. It's uh, that's, you know, that's the one thing you look at all religions that they all got in common. Yep. It's fasting, you know, so um, fashion shoes, man. It's, um, I think there's a lot of benefits of it. I think one thing I've noticed over time is, um, you just learning how to have the, the power to say no to yourself, you know? Um, it's about fasting. You just learn how to really learn by practicing, making the art of fasting and practicing on it. You start to learn how to just say no to the desires of your flesh. You know what I'm saying? And what's your flesh wants. So a lot of benefits of it. Um, I would encourage all y'all, you know, just to try to take that up, you know, try it two days, two or three days. You know what I'm saying? Fast from your phone, fast from social media. Uh, maybe fast, uh, maybe from from this amount of time to this amount of time, you're gonna stop eating, you know? Just something, man. You know, just make it, making those small little steps, you know? And before you know it, man, you started to create this whole snowball effect of the domino effect of these little seeds you've been planting in life, man. So, uh, man, I just want to keep encouraging y'all not to give up because we're in a different challenging times right now. I mean, old Vivid running around still, COVID, you know, it all, all, all you know, uh, unemployment, uh, people are passing right and left, man. Uh, you know, life is happening. Um, then not, not, not only from an external, all the things that's going on, but it's one thing to deal with the external conflict, but it's another thing to deal with the internal conflict of what you got going on inside your, in, internally what you got going on inside, you know? Um, I mean, it can get very easy, man, and very tempting just to want to give up. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to encourage y'all to uh, keep fighting, to understand that um, I'm pretty for certain that the things you walking around battling with, you ain't alone. Um, cause there's a lot of the people probably battling with the same thing, uh, but just continue to stay the course. Um, and, uh, don't be afraid to open up your mouth and say what's, what's, what's what you struggling with. Uh, but the external is going on, but the internal about is definitely something that's real, you know? So yeah. man, definitely, man. Y'all keep going. Uh, the last thing I would, I would like to leave y'all with, I can mention it about New Year's resolutions. Uh, I don't believe in them. 
not not for a new year. Just like I mentioned earlier, just people getting out of here left and right, man. Uh, I just saw a post where one of my former co-workers lost their toddler. Uh, shout out to Brittany Stapleton and her husband, her, her uh, significant other. We're praying for y'all. Uh, Uncle George's birthday is today, right? Mm. Had birthday to Uncle George. He's no longer with us. Uh, what I'm saying is when, when the boatman come, you don't care nothing about no year, what year it is, what time of day it is, or none of that. A resolution is really a simple, simple. It's the definition of resolution is just a firm decision to do or not do something. You look it up in Webster, that's exactly what it means. You can do that every second. There ain't got to be no new year for that. Handle your business. <laughs> what you, if, if you're not supposed to do it, don't do it. If you are supposed to do it, do it. That's all a resolution is. So you can make those on the fly daily. You got to. We're always in a, in a form of resolution all the time, right? So uh, do what you're supposed to do every, every day. Make a habit of doing what you're supposed to do. Make a habit of not doing what you're not supposed to do. Everything else kind of falls in place. Remember self. That's, that's the most important, hardest battle you ever face. So if you can conquer you, you can conquer anything. Shout out to Nietzsche for coming on again. We appreciate him. We thank him. And again, as always, we appreciate every single one of y'all who watch this, whether it's one or a thousand, because no viewers, it ain't the lit code. It's just me and nigga talking, right? Yeah, <laughs> so man. Thank y'all for making it what it is, man. Yeah, you original, man. <laughs> you original. Don't die. Don't carbon live a life. Copy. Yeah, don't live a life or die being a carbon copy, man. So. This is the lit code. We out. Out of there.